This podcast is a part of the Electric Vehicle Charging Infrastructure Guidelines for Cities project, whose objective is to help educate European municipal officials and other stakeholders on everything they need to know about installing and operating EV charging infrastructure. More podcasts and videos in this series can be found on the project's website. Hello, today we are with Aaron Fishbone from Greenway Infrastructure and Zahari Shahan from Clean Technica discussing guidelines for cities, electric vehicle charging infrastructure. So to start this discussion, I'd like to pose a question. How many electric vehicles are actually on the roads today and why should we invest our time, energy, political capital and resources towards going electric? What is the idea behind that guidelines for cities? I think what's important is to not necessarily look at today but look at the trends. So we have, uh, this is what often comes up is people discuss that only 1% or 2% of sales are electric cars. Uh, in, in Europe, it's about 2% today of auto sales. Um, but the trend is, is growing fast and it's exponential. So you have, uh, if you don't really um, catch the wave, if you don't get, the mar- get into the market and prepare for the, the change uh, adequately, then you get surprised very quickly at, at how dramatic, how fast the change happens. So, uh, today we have about one or two percent in Europe, two percent of, of car sales being electric. Tomorrow, next year, it will be significantly more. The year after, it will be significantly more, and the, the growth trend should be exponential. So the key is to make sure that this is a fairly easy, convenient, thoughtless experience, even for um, for drivers. And while they may drive, may mostly charge at home or at the workplace. Uh, that that entails a, a, an ecosystem of EV charging uh, support and EV support, electric vehicle support, and uh, that you know that ecosystem is not super complicated. But you have to you have to understand what it is, what it should be, and how to help create it and, and guide it. Um, especially as a if you're a municipal city city official and this is um, and you're in charge of transportation matters like this. Aaron? And infrastructure is tied so closely to whether or not someone is going to get an electric vehicle or how they're going to use it. So, I mean, it is the second after the cost of the vehicle itself, it's the second most highly correlated criteria to electric vehicle ownership or usage. So, like Zachary said, we're planning for the future and there is a smaller number of early adopters in most places who are driving electric. That number is growing, but it's still where we are right now in Slovakia. Um, and where we also operate in Poland, it's still a relatively small number compared to the overall number of vehicles on the road. I mean, it's a very small number. Um, but nonetheless, we're planning for a near-term future where that number grows by a lot, thousands of vehicles. And what is going to make people who for their whole lives have driven a combustion engine vehicle seriously consider switching to electric? It's going to be the cost of the vehicle and its availability, what they see around them in terms of who's using it, what they feel in terms of how comfortable they are driving long distances. Um, Like can they get from one end of the country to the other? Can they get to grandma's house? Things like that. Not just can they travel, you know, from home to work and back. Um, And then then tied to that is the availability of charging infrastructure that's not either at their home or, you know, if they're lucky enough to have it also at their workplace. So what we do at Greenway is we install and operate charging infrastructure. We do that in Slovakia and Poland. And the genesis of this report was that there were now laws from directives from the European Union. And now in Poland, you have the electric mobility law, 
which are mandate and set goals for certain amounts of charging infrastructure. And a lot of that responsibility was going to fall onto municipalities to work to set it up and, and figure out the right mix for their community. And it just seemed from our experience that there was a lot of uncertainty and lack of knowledge on the part of people whose job it was going to be to do this. And we wanted to help them based on our experience. And I, and I think it's useful to look at a leading example. So Norway is, is the leader globally in for, as far as electric car market share. But it basically went from about 2% market share one year to 4% the next year to 8% the next year to 15% the next year to 30% the next year. Now it's up uh, around 50%. And that's a really dramatic, fast increase. They planned for it. They had infrastructure plans. They had decades of work on this. And still it's been a, a very tight game of, 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 of keeping up with the, the consumer demands, the consumer trends. So EV charging is racing alongside the market demand growth. And the thing is, as Aaron noted, one of the key factors is the price of an electric car. And the thing is we're hitting this break-even point where uh, you, don't need in, you don't need so much the incentives that Norway has offered consumers to have this dramatic exponential growth. It's happening naturally from the improvement in the technology, battery prices dropping quickly, and the cars coming onto the market being competitive uh, better than other cars. So you're going to see this dramatic interest in the cars. And on the one hand, it's nice with an electric car. You can actually just plug into a socket and charge. But anyone who's tried to live, especially in cities, but, but anywhere with an electric car, knows it's generally more complicated than that because if you, if you don't have home and workplace charging that covers all of your charging needs, you have to really have the right infrastructure network of fast chargers, of slower chargers, of intelligent chargers that you can find and, or even reserve. You need this, this kind of network available to, to support, you know, that maybe could be 1%, could be 5%, could be 20% of your charging needs, or in my mom's case, it's 100% of, of charging needs because she lives without home or workplace charging. But you need, even if it's 1% or 5%, you need that network to be adequate. And as Aaron is saying, European countries are now being required to get up to speed with this. But there, you know, you sort of have to you have to learn what you're doing. And there's a lot of lessons that Norway, Netherlands, uh, the United States, have California have learned that you know we've brought together a, a big working group of EV charging leaders, such as yourself, to bring those lessons to uh, together in a concise, easy to understand. Uh, format that helps cities to to really start in a smart way and not run into to problems. Yes, thank you, Zach, for, for for this point. That was actually my second question because you came up as uh, the initiators of of these guidelines, but actually you have a quite a big list of contributors who joined the the discussion and the debate about the the best uh, practices and. Uh, very useful uh, examples of the charging infrastructure development in other countries. Could you please tell us a little bit more about the experts that you invited to contribute to these guidelines? Yeah, definitely. Aaron, do you remember how this happened? Do you remember? I do. I do. I remember sitting in a cafe in Wroclaw, Poland, and thinking up an idea for a conference and the topic of a conference. And the idea was to 
Um, we, were, we were starting to focus conferences and, and yeah. on this region because we saw it as underserved, bubbling region that was going to yeah. be growing quickly. With a lot of opportunity and, new, and its own unique dynamics. Exactly, exactly. And so we started developing this idea for a conference on electric mobility in this region to really lead the debate, but also to pull from the best of what we had seen going on in other regions. So we called it West Meets East, electric, mobility, uh, electric vehicle charging infrastructure in Central and Eastern Europe. We organized this conference. It was in Warsaw last year. And we were thinking of all the people to invite and who we'd want there. But we also realized as we discussed it that we wanted there to be some actual impact from it, not just talking and you know networking, blah, 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 people meet, but it's an actual deliverable. And that was where the idea for the paper came up, for the guidelines came up, because we really also wanted to see if we could get municipal officials in Poland who really have a directive to do this work to attend the conference and even do some workshops on these topics. Yeah. Well, and I, and uh, I would say from the clean technical end, you know, we, we've always tried to be useful. Our, our motto has sort of been trying to help society help itself. Uh, but certain political events that I won't get into on the other side of, of the Atlantic really pushed us hard to say, how can we really be useful? How can we really make a difference? Uh, and one of those things that came to mind was we can really help cities to understand what's going on and what they can do to help the, the movement along. Cities we saw as real, real potential leaders, cities and towns and, and states as real potential leaders in the shift uh, that were stepping up, and we wanted to help them step up and help them uh, skip you know, months of work that they don't necessarily have to do. And as you know, Greenway has been for years a, a leader in this region uh, and is leading it with fast charging network in this region. But we also wanted to, to take into account nobody has all the answers. So we wanted to bring as many experts as we could that we knew well, that we trusted, to come with various perspectives and debate and discuss uh, these guidelines. So they really are valuable. And one area where we thought we could bring actual added value was gathering a group of private sector representatives as well from other charging point operators and electric mobility providers. So that was a, a key element of it was to bring a group of, you know, kind of a diverse group of private sector experts together to then give our perspective and input to the municipal officials who are ultimately going to be responsible for, for setting up these networks. And there was some municipal uh, and legal representation as well, but most of the group, as, you'll, as you can see from the document, is, you know, professional private sector uh, electric vehicle infrastructure. One of them is sitting here and joining us now, uh, Peter Buddy, uh, right, is the co-founder co-founder of Greenway. Uh, Peter, do you have any other memories, thoughts on how we, why we thought to do this, do this paper, why we thought to create these guidelines and, uh, you know, what we aim to do with them? Well, my memory goes only to the one very specific uh, idea or feeling is that we need uh, something which is a, a really, uh, let's say, practical, something which gives a practical answer uh, and uh, goes from the experts down to uh, the people who are in charge in uh, municipalities, in public sectors. So uh, I think there was a notion behind that to be very, uh, very practical. 
Okay, great. So uh, it's it's actually amazing how we translate the experience of, of the private sector uh, to a very uh, tangible uh, aspect for the municipalities and how, uh, this uh, amazing combination of West and East. Uh, we we believe that that can really contribute to the Central and Eastern European countries in developing uh, EV charging infrastructure. We have lots of t- topics yet to be covered and this will be in our next uh, editions so we invite everyone to join us for the uh, for the next record we'll be uh, explaining more the the trends of the uh, electric vehicles and the role of the municipalities in the EV landscape stay tuned thank you